0: So we're going to go into Mark chapter 14. If you've got your Bibles, some way you could, it would have been nice if this would have been a passage that we came upon last week uh, while we were doing our regular uh, communion service. Uh, This is the account in Mark of Jesus um, initiating, instituting the Lord's Supper for, uh, for his disciples. And by extension, all of us as well. Um, Let me read it for you here starting at verse 22. Mark chapter 14. And as they were eating, He took bread. And after blessing it, He broke it and gave it to them and said, Take this is My body. And He took a cup. And when He had given thanks, He gave it to them. And they all drank of it. And He said to them, this is My blood of the covenant which is poured out for many. Truly, I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Each one of the Gospels gives us a bit of a different take on this event in the life and ministry of Jesus. Um, we talked about these different perspectives that each one of the uh, the authors of the Gospels took. And, and, and the reason why there are some variations in the accounts that they give of some of the same events. And that just is a reflection of their own personality, their own... Uh, uh, following the spirit's leading in their life to give a, a different perspective, trying to accomplish maybe a, a different idea that they're trying to convey in how they have recorded these different events, and this is one of those um, aspects that that uh, is is interesting. It's it's enlightening to be able to to look at at each one of the different accounts. Um, and try and understand what it is that that gospel writer is trying to accomplish here for us in Matthew's. It's Matthew's gospel. The account is, is quite similar, um, to, uh, to Mark's. And, and that's not surprising, um, just given the understanding that Mark was likely written first and, and, and the other apostles also, um, uh, had access to his account and so uh, this is one of the places where uh, there are a lot of similarities and the wording in Matthew is very similar to uh, to what we have here in Mark um yeah sure why don't we turn over to it to Matthew 26 and you can see for yourself not just take my word for it Matthew 26, verses 26-29. to Again, just a, a brief account of this crucial foundational part of our lives as church together. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples. And He said, Take, eat. This is My body. And He took a cup, and when He had given thanks, He gave it to them. Drink of it, all of you. For this is My blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in My Father's kingdom. So very similar wording, but there's a an important aspect that Matthew adds into his account um, that Mark, for some reason, left out. And it's in the drinking of the cup that Matthew identifies that 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 his blood was poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. Look back at Mark. He, he just indicates that this is blood that is poured out for many. Matthew was keen on, on helping people understand that this covenant was all about our relationship with God, our position with God in, in the fact that our, our sins are now dealt with, forgiven, washed clean. Mark is trying to accomplish something a little bit different. Luke, uh, Luke chapter twenty-two. Uh, Luke is is uh, uh, s- similar. Again, uh, um, Luke is is clear at the beginning of his gospel that that he talked to many witnesses to gather what he felt was a, a, an accurate. A uh, chronological explanation or description of the ministry of Jesus, and so uh, he isn't hiding the fact that he borrowed from Matt, from Mark, and from others. That he had talked with many others, uh, probably with Luke. in in chapter twenty-two, uh, we we see much closer connection with um, uh, Paul's description of communion of the Lord's Supper that we read in First Corinthians eleven, and it, we could go back there and show how how those two are very similar likely it is because we know that luke traveled with paul on his missionary journeys that this is more a reflection of what paul was describing in his experience in in 1 Corinthians 11, he says, what I received from Christ I delivered unto you, and then goes into his description. So uh, this is the instructions that Paul received from Christ, and, and Luke seems to have picked up on that in his description of what happened there in the upper room with the disciples in the Last Supper. But let's read this here in Luke chapter 22. Um, and starting at verse 14. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And He took the bread. And when He had given thanks, He broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is My body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of Me. And likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man, as it has been determined, sorry, for the Son of Man goes as it has been determined. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. That was more of a description of what we talked about last week. Uh, Key here. Luke tells us that Judas was a part of the table as Jesus gave His body and His blood. Uh, So it's from Luke and then subsequently from Paul in 1 Corinthians that we have this This description of do this in remembrance. Recognizing that this uh, celebration that we participate in is, is an opportunity for us to remember all that Christ has done for us. To bring us into that place that it is because of what He has done that we can come to this table. Mark doesn't emphasize that. Mark is trying to do something different. And I think as I've been looking and, and comparing and, and um, praying about this, Mark is really intent on showing us the, the, the intimacy in the relationship of Christ and His disciples, those that were there in the upper room with Him. And by extension, His relationship, His intimacy with each one of us that we participate in in this table. That we are being invited into a deep fellowship with God, with Christ through the elements, through the partaking of these elements on the table. There is, there is a an invitation in Mark's Gospel. There is a, a, a closeness, a care that comes out of these words that we have recorded for us. As they were eating, he took the bread and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to them take this is my body when mark uh, records that jesus blessed it this is the same greek that is were that is used when when jesus is feeding the 5000 and feeding the 4000 that that as he received those gifts from uh, those that were there the bread and the fish he blessed it, consecrated it for a specific purpose, that God had a plan. And you remember when we discussed those uh, those events that, that this was an opportunity for the disciples to experience the power of God used through them in this miraculous event. And it's that consecrating of those elements that Jesus then... Generously distributes to all. And you remember that there is many, much that's left over after everyone had eaten their fill. This is the same kind of thing. If you look at the, the, the Jewish Greek translation of the Old Testament in Genesis chapter one where, where God creates humanity. It says there that He blessed them. Same word. Same word is being used. And then He went on to say, be fruitful and multiply. That humanity was being consecrated for a specific purpose, for a specific role that only they would be able to accomplish. Here we have Jesus setting aside these elements, blessing them, consecrating them, for a special purpose in our lives, in our relationship, and our mission with God. And then He breaks it. Hands it out to all. That there is plenty for all. It's not just one that gets gets their, their fill. It is broken into all the pieces so that everybody has an opportunity to receive, that everybody receives that, that, that blessing, that intimacy of the body of Jesus. It's not just meant for a few. It is, it is to be broken up and, and, and multiplied and distributed amongst everyone, the many that come. And then he says, take, this is my body. Probably in the disciples' mind, they, they probably recalled that event that's recorded for us in John chapter six. It's interesting. John doesn't have any description of the actual event of the First Lord's Supper in His Gospel at all. But He does, in John chapter 6, uh, cover extensively this discussion that Jesus has about about Jesus when He declared, I am the bread of life. He then goes on later on in that chapter to talk about how He is the manna, the bread from heaven that had been given to Moses and to their forefathers. This very same bread that Jesus then later on in that chapter said, unless you eat My body and drink My blood, you have no part with me." That for the one who eats My flesh and drinks My blood, I abide in Him, and He abides in Me. That deep intimacy, that, that recognition that, that for us to be able to, to live as, as God intended, as we were created to, there needs to be that, that absolute intertwining of, of our nature, our soul, ourselves, with God Himself. So take, this is My body. And he goes on. He took the cup, verse 23, and when He had given thanks, He gave it to them and they all drank of it. The Greek word that is used there for given thanks, the Eucharistus It's where we get the, te- the term for this event as the Eucharist. It means to give thanks. This is a thanksgiving celebration. So Jesus gave thanks and then passed around the cup. And each one had their fill it's interesting it is it's significant that each one is invited they didn't have to say oh lord could could i have some of that this was jesus that was giving it it was an invitation to participate to uh, to to uh, uh, partake of his blood his blood that is Blood of His covenant," said to them, "This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Blood of the covenant that would fill for a Jewish person all kinds of ideas of understanding of uh, uh, of uh, of significance, right? All of the." The significant covenants that God established with his people were covenants of blood. Whether it was the very first covenant with Adam, that God sacrificed an animal so that he could cover their shame. Uh, Noah's covenant that was, that was, established with a sacrifice the promise that god would never again destroy the earth with a flood that that god was starting fresh with this new people abraham and his covenant uh, the the promise through uh, the covenant of blood which was the the sign of circumcision also the the sacrifice his willingness to sacrifice His son Isaac. All of these significant covenants that were established were covenants of blood. So when Jesus said, this is My blood, the covenant, recognizing that this is the way that God is going to relate, connect with His people. This was a significant event That they were being invited to be a part of. That this, uh, he says, this is my blood which is poured out for many. That it's not just for a select few. Uh, This word, many, is, is used throughout Mark's gospel when he is talking about the crowds of people that were coming. It was, it refers to the many that then came to hear him or the many that came to seek healing and, and freedom from, uh, from their, uh, from demon possession. When he talks about the feeding of the five thousand, so often he's referring to the many that were gathered there. This is for the people who come to God who recognize their need for him to intervene on their lives. This is the many. This many includes you. The blood of the covenant that was poured out for each and every one of us. And he invites us in to partake. And then he has the statement at the end of all of this, truly I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day. Not around that time. Not not vague. Or, that day. A specific moment in time that the Father has <laughs> has pinpointed from the very creation of all that is that He has planned, that He knows about that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. This is a promise of a new kingdom. This picture of Jesus saying that that, that He is not going to drink of the fruit of the vine until that day. <laughs> Reminds me of, of those... Those covenants that, that you hear about, maybe you've seen in movies or on TV shows of, uh, of brothers in arms that go through these terrible times together and, and they find this quick moment of some kind of celebration, a, a, a collection of, of somebody's wine, uh, wine cellar or, or, or uh, a batch of scotch or something. And, and they make this covenant together. We will never forget one another. We will always be brothers. And, and, and they set a date, some day in the future, when they will all return to this one place and partake of this last bottle that they're saving. Treasuring this as, as the, the, their, their connection to one another. That, that's what Jesus is saying here to us. That, that He is going to forego the pleasure, the, the, the value of drinking of the fruit of the vine until all of His people are gathered together on that day. And we will celebrate on the marriage of the bride, the marriage of the Lamb. He is, he is making this promise to you that you are so valuable to him. And he is looking forward to that day when all things will be made right. When he will be able to, to engage in that communion and fellowship with you without any of the darkness of sin, any of the, the sorrow of death, any of the, the, the nastiness of our brokenness, but we will be able to celebrate in beauty and wonder. I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Marcus is inviting us into this deep Intimate connection with Christ, that every time that we come to this table, yes it 's about remembrance of all that Jesus has done for us yes, it is it is a, a a symbol of of our newness of life, of the forgiveness of our sins, of the the cleansing that we have received through the blood. Yes, it is a reminder of Jesus coming to earth, taking on our flesh and all of that. But Mark says, don't forget that this is a table of fellowship. This is a table of connection with our Lord that is shared together as family. You'll notice that the disciples served one another. That as Jesus broke the bread, He then passed it and they passed it on to one another around the table. That as the cup was passed, they served one another. Not only is it fellowship with our Lord and Savior, it is fellowship as the body of Christ together. That's why Paul writes in 1 Corinthians that, that he doesn't want us to, to eat or drink of this in a, in a manner that's unworthy, but rather consider the body. But this is an opportunity for us to recognize how deeply connected we are with one another. It's all about relationship. So this morning, even though it's not the third Sunday of the month, I wanted to take some time here to celebrate this table together. This invitation to fellowship and connection with one another. One of the things you'll notice as we read these different passages, there, there doesn't need to be a particular order. Luke records that they drank of the cup first and then the bread. Uh, each one has a little bit of a different take. There is no, well, I won't say there's no wrong way, but, uh, but we are invited to participate in this in the way that the Holy Spirit leads. I want to do it a little bit differently here this morning. I want to take the time for each one of us to be able to serve each other. I've been trying to think through how we can do that without taking a whole lot of time and and making a whole lot of mess. This is what I've come up with. As you come up to the table, Whoever is the first one is going to wait. And the person next is going to serve the person ahead of them. Giving them some bread, giving them the cup. And then once they've served, then they will stand and wait while the next one will serve them the bread and the cup. So we have an opportunity to serve one another. Let me encourage you as you, as you go through that, as you serve the person in front of you, feel free to say whatever the Holy Spirit might put on your heart. Maybe it is take, this is His body, this is His blood. Or maybe it's just a simple, Jesus loves you. Or even more personal, I love you this is an opportunity for us to come into fellowship whatever the lord might put on your heart let me encourage you to use this as an opportunity of celebrating relationship our connection together at the table in fellowship with our lord and savior as usual i'm going to play some songs and if the songs aren't long enough if we need to take more time with this this morning that's fine we there's no hurry um, take some time just to prayerfully ask the Holy Spirit to, to prepare your heart for participating and, and fellowshipping and communion with Him and serving your brothers and sisters here this morning in this service. Let's take some time just to pray. Thank You, Lord. We've sung about Your great love for us here this morning. We've sung of Your sacrifice, how You are worthy to be praised. What a privilege to be invited to have this fellowship with You, this this intimate relationship with You and with one another this morning. Prepare us for what you want to do in our hearts and in our family here today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.